0: This is a Seven West Media podcast.
1: Now, the last two episodes have dealt with some pretty heavy stuff. Good stuff, but pretty heavy, I know. So I thought this week we'd do something different and talk to a well known dad with a very successful career who takes fatherhood seriously, but with plenty of laughs along the way. I'm Alex Cullen, and welcome to Being Dad. He's cheeky, he's funny, swears a bit, cooks a lot and happens to be very, very good at it. He's worked in some of the world's best restaurants and we've been lucky enough to have him here in Australia since 1999. That's 20 years now, hasn't that flown? He's also made a very successful career out of cooking on TV and he's known across the country in his role as chef, bad boy, on the highly acclaimed and wildly successful My Kitchen Rules on the Seven Network. His name? Colin Fastnich. And behind that gruff exterior, I discovered a tender, loving father. Of two wonderful girls, he's raising with his lovely wife Jane. Now, while Colin will be the first to admit he's in a pretty privileged position, I think the problems dads face are universal across cultures and social status. Yeah, look, sure, some of his issues are unique to celebrities, but the emotions behind those challenges are very real and common to all of us dads. We talked about everything from screen time to boyfriends, the birds and the bees, Twitter trolls, the paparazzi, and the loss of one of his best mates, also a dad, to suicide. He's a champion. Just a lovely bloke. Just don't get him angry. (laughs) Here he is. Colin Fesnich G'day G'day mate
2: How you going? <laughs> Top of the morning to you <laughs> <laughs> st- You've just been to Ireland haven't you? Yeah I went for a week as you do Yeah, It was for work you know bit of Metallica And then uh, I did Taste of Dublin which was good My first ever demo in Ireland mm. as an Irish person that- How amazing is that?
1: Yeah it is cool and uh, yeah, you, you, the accent's back for sure. Does the accent come back when you go back? What, what, what happens?
2: Apparently, I'm Aussie over there. Yeah, and uh, Irish here. So yeah, right. But um, you know,
1: I'll take whatever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're also the father of two wonderful girls. I am. Yeah, One, um, wonderful. I would. i sometimes.
2: Sometimes, say. Sometimes,
1: right. Okay. Okay. Well, I want to ask first of all, um, what is fatherhood to you? Uh,
2: well, fatherhood to me is, it, it taught me everything about me and actually made me probably the, the man I am today. It changed me, like, critically. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say critically, but for the better. Yeah. 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 One hundred percent.
1: And so you were going down a road you didn't want to go down, and, and these guys got you back on track? I I was quite happy on the road I was on. (laughs) (laughs) You had time to do things. I was on rock and roll, uh, (laughs) chef land.
2: We were were, um, very well known in our chosen chef career. You sure were, um, yeah. And we were up there, but to get to that sort of level I was at, you had to walk over a lot of people to get there. And Mm -hmm. I was known as one of the angriest, toughest. And at the time, I I loved that. Mm -hmm. That was like a great street cred to me. But then there came a time when no one had worked for you. You had all the awards in the world, but you were just not. Like, it was just the way we were trained Yeah, in, in that day and age and coming from London. Uh, it was so everything you see, the Ramsey, that's what we were. All of us, all my friends, the way we ran our kitchens, that's the way Sydney was and London was. Mm. And then when I had a daughter, I was like, man, there's more to life. Yeah. I used to chase people up the hill in Paddington from foreign-hand chefs like you would cook food or something. Like, proper trying to kill him. <laughs> and then I was like, mate, you need to grow up. Yeah. Like, there's more to I'm not going to have a heart attack over a piece of asparagus. Lily's the oldest. Lily, yeah, Lily came along. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but just because I came from, um, you know, the Irish way of brought up, my mothers mm. were great, loving, but fathers loving, but didn't really tell you. Tough love. Tough love. Yeah. And I had to sort of change that. That was my whole thing. If you're going to have a, a, a child, you've got to change that. Yeah. So that was quite hard for me, just to, you know, just to open up and tell someone you love them. Like, you've told your wife whatever you love them, but yeah. another little person, like, you you don't get a manual. You've just got
1: to learn it. That's right. And, well, that that, that gets me to, to your dad. I mean, how – what was your dad like? Tony. Tony. Tony in the shoe shop. He had a shoe shop
2: uh, where we, we – did our, basically, our apprentice, apprenticeship to life. That's where we worked every summer. Yeah. He, he was, he worked, like he worked, that was his, you know, plan. He worked and he provided for his family, he provided very well, mm. but he, he worked too much. Really? Yeah. No time for the family. He, oh, he... Well, not enough time. Not enough time. Like, now I, I look back on, on what he's missed. Yeah. And he, he now realises that and has said that to me, and he, he tries to rekindle that with my kids. So was he a good example as a father? Uh, yeah, like strict, good, great work ethic. That's that's probably where my work ethic came from. Mm-hmm. Um, and like great in that sort of sense and and provider. And like he did, you know, love his family, but he also showed you what not to do. Yeah. Hope he doesn't listen to this.
1: <laughs> Does he know what podcasts are? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, okay, so and that was your first job, wasn't it, with him? Yeah. Yeah. But he was a good cook
2: and yeah. like he was very supportive in such a way of as a child you said you want to be a chef and back then that was a dirty career mm. it's like a journalist it's yeah. <laughs> still is a dirty career yeah. <laughs> but I mean it was it was not a good career to go into it was uh, you know because you, everything was IT back then computer mm. like the internet was just coming in you know and you, you were meant to be a lawyer or an accountant but a chef that's like mate you're stepping back but they, my parents were like if you're going to be a chef, be a good one mm. And go to good places and work And, and earn your stripes
1: Yeah So um So Lily came along And so how old's Lily now? Lily's nearly 10 She's nearly 10 Wow yeah,
2: nine. Okay. She's huge the, the height man She's tall Really? Yeah <laughs> Attitude? Um, see cause Yeah so I got two daughters One has just got Attitude She's just like So Sydney I don't mm. But she Like yeah She argues with my wife And a lot of time now I'm like She's actually right you know when someone, this kid, this little blob you've had, mm. suddenly turns into this person, and I'm like, where did that come from? Like, yeah. I, so I just sit back and smile some days, like, and watch them all go at each other, and then, uh, I don't know, like, she's got, a, she's got a point. Yeah. Okay. She's, she's got your backing. Uh, yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Well, apparently I'm the third child in our house. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, the second child is Maeve. Maeve. How old is she? She's eight. She's eight. Wow. Maeve's hardcore. Well, there's, only, there's not much between them then. Nah,
2: it was uh, a few Christmas parties. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call them, Irish twins? <laughs> More or less, yeah. <laughs> they, they act like the twins, which is good. Yeah, Like they, they do everything for each other and kill each other. So.
1: Right. So Maeve's a bit quieter. A bit- Maeve's different different ballgame. Maeve
2: is, I always said, if we, if we go and rob a bank, you want to deal with Maeve. She mm. won't break. She's got your back. She's hardcore. Like, you know the kid who sits down at the dinner table for three hours and just sits there and, <laughs> and eat. And then my wife finally breaks and goes, go to bed. Fine. Just walks off and goes to bed. I'm like, you're hardcore.
1: Wow. Like,
2: my wife's like, that's not something to be proud of. I'm like, well, it is. (laughs) (laughs) She's she's, she's
1: got her own own methods. Okay. Okay. Um, Now, you've got a pretty tough exterior yourself. You know, you don't take any shit. um, in your job <laughs> us. well of course on, you don't on
2: the, in the outside
1: world I do in no, the outside <laughs> not well, at home and I'm at, I'm gonna, uh, that's, that's what I'm going to ask You know, what about on the inside what about at home are you, are you that disciplinarian or are you, nah nah I, look because w- when I went to school and stuff like that I hated school mm-hmm. like
2: for me I wanted to be a chef and it was artistic and they made me do mechanical drawing and and, Matt and I like, and they just beat cry with the Christian brothers, they just beat it out. And Jesus, it, yeah. It, like, I love the first five years of school, but the secondary school, like, I still, as an adult, have nightmares about it. Like, thinking I've got to go to school tomorrow, like, it's and I don't want my kids to have that sort of uh overhang, like, like, at 40 years of age, have nightmares about school. It's going to be the happiest days of your life. Mm-hmm. So, at home, I'm very late, like. I've, I've, everything wrong you can do, I've probably done it, right? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> so I'm trying to guide mine into such a way, like, you know, years ago I used to go, I'll be the staunch father, like there's no boys coming to this house, there's no, but I'm like, mate, like, it, like it's a big, you know, journey you're on, and I'm trying to guide mm-hmm. you as much as not steer you
1: away. Right, right. So are you, you're not so much that disciplinarian, you're kind of – Nah, if Letting I, them sort of, I don't know, um, work it out for themselves yeah, to an extent. You know, yeah. I, yeah, like I remember the kids drew on the wall one day and I was like, well,
2: it's actually the spelling's right. And, and actually my wife on this one was good because she corrected the spelling on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> like on <laughs> down with Mark. But you know what I mean? I'm like, we painted a fence and one day the kids painted over it with flowers and like I'd spent a lot of time painting. And I was like, I just go for it, man. That's going to be there for the rest of your life. Mm. I take the kids on the bike sometimes. Yeah. It's and neighborhood, there's other parents like the, oh. the motorbike. Yeah. 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 There's other parents, oh my God. That's like me. They must
1: love it. Yeah. God, I'd love it. Yeah.
2: But yeah. I, but you, if I blow in our house, like if I lose it, you know you just run. Right. Yeah. Because it takes a lot for me to go. Right. My wife, Northern Irish, now. Nah. Drop of a hat they fight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> how, how how many times have you have you done that? Do you reckon? Can you count in one hand? You, oh. You've lost it. I've lost me
2: you need more than one hand (laughs) but I mean like as you know kids they taste
1: you like oh yeah they are they do we're we're in the depths of it now yeah one was as you know I've got twins yeah Um, one was up at one three and five this morning the other one slept through great yeah but it's brutal but that is like what what age are they now? They're nearly six months. Yeah, it's <laughs> a hard lot.
2: I remember when Lily popped out, pop, in Ranwick and I, there you go. Mm. And I'm like, what? Like, what do we do now? Because our parents are in Ireland. It was just me and Jane in yeah. an apartment in in Clavelli. Mm. And I'm like, what do we do now? Like, how do we keep this thing alive? And and Jane was like, because obviously she's just had the baby. We're we're at home. She's frantic. Like, mm. where are you going? I'm at the shop. She's ringing me. Get back here now. And, and we're trying to work it out between us. Yeah. And I reckon that's one of the hardest, like forget about jobs or anything, one of the hardest six months of my life was when we first had Lily. Just trying to work out <sighs> yeah. and
1: sleep and, and jobs and- And your job. How did you do it? You know, you're working late hours, crazy hours yeah. as, a, as a top line chef in Sydney. How did you do that? Well,
2: it's more kudos to my wife, to Jane, because obviously I can't feed the baby because uh, she was breastfeeding. So I would she put in the spare room. I had a great deal. I slept in the spare room. Right. But in the mornings, she'd sleep in and I'd take the baby out. Mm-hmm. And then we sort of like shifts, you know what I mean? And then I'd go to work and, you know. Yeah. Because it's,
1: yeah, the, the job that y- you do is, is pretty crazy. Let's, yeah. Let's be honest. Well, you have to be crazy to do it. <laughs> you got to be crazy to do it. Absolutely. And so, and uh, did you sleep? Did you, not really? Oh, well, you know, I'm I, I just had to change
2: my habits because I'm not really an early morning person as you've seen today because yeah. I was late. <laughs> no, <that's true. laughs> yeah, I, I just had to change my lifestyle. I think mm. that's, you know what I mean? It's not, what I realised, it's not about us anymore. Mm. Like, I, some, someone called me a sellout for doing MK Audio today. And it uh, was a top chef, of your a sellout. But I called you silly. I'm old enough now, you know. Yeah. But I said, mate, I've got a mortgage, two kids have got to go to school. It's not about me anymore. Yeah. Like, even if I, you know,
1: didn't want to do it, mm. I've got to provide. You got to provide, yeah, yeah. You, you've you've brought up you're bringing up two wonderful girls, but, but tell me, what are the biggest challenges? What have some been? Some of the biggest challenges. I think, um, well, number one, the other job I do is like the TV land, mm. so <clears throat> we
2: get followed around quite a bit by the old paparazzi, yeah. That and I think, like my daughters, come accustomed to it. Maeve's oblivious to it; she's just whatever. But Lily's Lily spots pups and stuff like that all the time, and stuff in the paper and. And I'm like, how did you see that? And then one day she said, "Oh, we're famous." And I said, "Well, you're not. I am." Yeah. And I just wanted her not to be that sort of person. So we, we I think we're doing a good job now. We've, we've got it because she's googling herself at one time. <laughs> yeah, and right. there is like Lily Fastage, May Fastage, Jane. You know what I mean? You yeah. Google it, they've got your whole sort of your life in a little paragraph. Yeah, and yeah. and then. Um, yeah, and just just keep them normal. I think, mm. but our kids are quite normal. They don't even watch me on TV. They, I could be on television, and they'll flick past me. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what I mean? Like that on If my dad was yeah. on television, I'd be raving about in school the next. Certainly, they're yeah. like nah, I'd Flick past. Wow. Well, they're watching YouTube, probably. Yeah, exactly. TikTok. Videos. I shouldn't. I
1: shouldn't mention that. Um, free to wear TV, people. Yeah, keep it going. Talk about else. <laughs> um, but yeah, because that, that must be hard. Because you are you are famous. Let's be let's be honest. Um, it, it must be hard for you to kind of. I'm big in Japan. You're big in Japan. <laughs> to to sort of keep them normal, to keep them away from all that.
2: Yeah, well, I think this. Everyone's like they are on about this famous and and mm-hmm. whatever. Mate, we go home with the same as any family, and even when we're like we're filming, like I was filming with Manu and Pete yesterday. Yeah, it's just our, it's our day job, or oh, you know what I mean. We go do our job, we go home like any other family. There's no, it's probably longer hours doing the job we do and more boring. Mm. Uh, so you're no different to anyone else, or a car salesman, or you know what I mean. You go home, you've got the same drama. You've yeah. got the kids won't do the homework. You've got one kid who only eats white food and one eats everything, and then there's we've just you know. the the cat shit on the couch.
1: It's the same drama. It's the same that's, drama. That's our, that's our life. Exactly right. I'm into that.
0: Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: How important is, is independence for your girls? Uh, well, th- getting back to my wife again,
2: she's always said, you don't need a man to, to look at like this whole Prince Charming thing and the uh, your, and her whole thing is, <clears throat> and she got it into them quite early. You're, like your strong, independent lady with your own bank account.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, and yeah. that's and I'm, I'm like, yeah, because I don't want as much as we are the providers for our family,
1: mm. but you know they have to provide for themselves and and not have someone else tell them what to do. Yeah, does it scare you a bit what the world they're going into? I, I know it does for me a bit. Uh,
2: yeah, like I worry. About because my kids are in in what year three and four, mm. I worry about school bullying. Mm. but That's a big thing because uh, there was a little bit of that going on for a while in in schools, and then and just the whole internet that I don't know what's going on. That's that because my daughters were on TikTok and I watched this program about it, and then my daughter signed in. The youngest is age thirteen because you have to be thirteen, and she was telling her when she's thirteen, and I'm like, who are you talking that? She- so we shut that
1: down pretty rapid.
2: But, I mean, it's just you've got like it's it gets ahead of you, and you've just mm-hmm. got to catch it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And do, and do you teach them about all that stuff? Do you teach them about yeah. fishing and and grooming and all that? Yeah, like they're pretty good, but then again, they're still, you know,
2: you can still get hooked in. Yeah, yeah. It's that's I think that's the scary thing. Just and then I I think one of the biggest lessons I ever learned before I had kids was twenty years ago when I moved here and I lived in King's Cross. And I used to work at bank, the restaurant in Martin Place at the time. It's one of the best restaurants. And uh, I used to get the train to uh, do you know the King's Cross station. There? Oh yeah. So every every night, every day, you'd see like the prostitutes mm. doing their, That's their job, right? But you'd pass them every day. You get to know. Them. You walk them night every night. How Whatever. But then you'd see a new girl come on the block, like, mm. and then slowly as the weeks go on, you just see this person deteriorate, like, mm, and that was. A, a huge eye opener to me. Yeah. Like in that age, and I and I said, like, this was obviously. And now I bring it back to my life. Now I said, that's obviously someone's daughter who's run away, mm. and that could have been my daughter. Yeah. And I, it was a big wake up call for me because then one day they were gone. Like that mean they're dead. Yeah. Here overdose. Yeah. Who knows? And and but just to see these people turn into these like zombies and skeletons. Yeah. And I was like, how did they get
1: to that? And stuff like that worries me. Yeah. That was someone's daughter, as you say. Yeah. That is someone's daughter. You mentioned earlier that yeah, you're not going to be so protective of, of boys coming home, etc. Oh, but- I say that, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But, I mean, are you, are you prepared for that? Are you, you know? Oh, like Lily, uh, so she's, uh, what,
2: nine. She had, like, a friend two doors down, mm-hmm. Thomas, who was, uh, what was he, ten? He was maybe the same. So he used to come over and swim, and I was like, oh, Jane's like, calm down. (laughs) But I'm like, but it was, and then you'd watch him, and then it was all pretty innocent, but I'm like, Mm. I'll give it another two years, it'll probably, when the hormones kick in. Yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, that's all ahead, isn't it? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, Like, I'm planning on just getting a shed and living in the garden, because (laughs) my house now with three women arguing... Like everything in my house is a vagina the dogs the cats the the girls Well, I'm the only man in this in this world of of feminine in my yeah, house a yeah. bubble, and they all just go at each other,
1: and I just sit there sometimes go <laughs> <laughs> this is all ahead of me, yeah well and truly, you had a bit of trouble with with Twitter, you had a troll, a twitter troll, oh yeah yeah, yeah
2: he um that's sort of something that sparked something in me that I, I didn't know I had mm-hmm. like the, the will to kill someone Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, I had someone who said I'll oh, babysit your kids and made a few references about my daughters so mm-hmm. I went to the police and they were uh, well you know there's nothing really we can do he didn't say he's going to molest them and I said well mate work it out read between the lines he said no nah, there's nothing we can do and I said, "So, what's your name? And what's your rank?" And and he's like, "Why is that?" I said, "Because when I find this guy, I'm going to kill him. Mm. Like, and it will help my case because I'll go to court. I said, i 'I'll go to jail if someone touches my dog.' I'll...
1: That's that's the way you feel, and I, and yeah. I can totally understand that.
2: Yeah, because I mean, I've you know, I've, I've seen stuff, you know, coming from Ireland, and there's a lot of stuff went on mm-hmm. like that nasty sort of stuff, and what it did to people, and and how it ruins their lives, and. One action can just ruin the next 40 years or 50 years. Yeah. So then someone threatening to do that, nah.
1: Nah. Don't mess with Colin. Well, yeah. Or oh, my wife, that's worse. Well, I was <laughs> – yeah, who, who wears the pants? She does. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. i on the, I'm the, I'm the, the face of the operation. She's, <laughs> yeah. the, she's the brains. The disciplinarian. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ming the merciless. Yeah. I, um. And have you both had the chat with the girls, the birds and the bees – uh, not not, <laughs> not so many ways, but it's, it's, we were just saying to you
2: tonight, we need to do it yeah. because um, <clears throat> one of the girls found a tampon and the older one, she's like, I know what that's for. Mm. And I was like, All oh, right. And then the younger one's like, well, what's that for? And she whispers in her ear. And there's like shock on my younger one's face, like this is ahead of me, what? Wow. And I was like to my wife, we, this is our job. We should be sorting this out.
1: Yeah, because I mean, you know, the internet, they can find out yeah. from that. Can't they? If, you know, friends of theirs might have older brothers yeah. that are showing them things. Uh, and this is, yeah, it's, it's out of our control. But uh, I guess we've got to try. We've got to try and control it, don't we? Yeah, I think if you like, you just because we, I speak to my kids normally
2: about most things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we don't, we don't, we try and talk to them as as people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think it's that much of a stretch. You know what I mean? I, my for our parents, I think it was. Yeah, I think they just left it to school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they brought out the dodgy video. Yeah. The the V C R put it, it was, on. It
1: was so funny. My yeah. mum, she came in and she gave me this like half hour talk. She's like, Now, this is what happens and when you love someone and you <laughs> And she and then she's like, Now, your father's gonna come in. I'm like, Okay, great, yep. So I'm sitting there I'm like, shit, like this is this is gonna be so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dad just walked in. Listen, son, no sex, you're too young. <laughs> and walked <laughs> yeah. out. And whatever your mother said goes. <laughs> That's right. And that was it. I was yeah. like, ah, oh, okay. Thanks, Dad. Very good. Yeah. Um, but no, it's it's an important chat to have, you know. I think especially over here in Australia, like in
2: Ireland, there wasn't a lot of that going on as kids because it was too cold. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and you had 15 layers on. Over here, they're all, everyone's health conscious. They're on the
1: beach. You know yeah. what I mean? It's a different ball game. Yeah, that's it. Your girls, do you get them out in the veggie patch? I oh, know you, you love your veggie patch. You're, yeah. you're right into healthy eating. Do you get them involved in that? Uh, in the backyard, you know, w- what are you teaching them out, out there about themselves and about also about their health?
2: Well, what a, a, a story I tell is, uh, at, like at the restaurants, we have the whole pigs, the whole animals hanging up. We've got the veggie patches, so they go out and pick what's for dinner. Mm-hmm. Like, it's good. To, obviously, it's not like a farm. We do run out. It lasts. But um, – I bring them to the restaurants and they'll go in and, and see the pigs and the lambs hanging up and whole fish and, and whatever. And I I said the joke was they they pet them, like they did rub them and whatever. And I said, well, it's cheaper than the zoo. But that was the joke. <laughs> but I mean, the thing was, I was like, oh, that's Peppa Pig is a joke. And my daughter's like fascinated, oh, that's the pig and that's the, you know. But then we went home and we'd eat that shoulder from that pig. Mm. And then I'm like, so what are you eating? They're like, well, the pig we seen today. So I'm trying to sort of you know, they know where food comes from. Yeah. Like, we still have the same battles as everyone else about food and kids. and But, I mean, they, they know where food comes from. And I think that growing up is good. And to know that it's
1: actually from something that's been killed. You know what I mean? It doesn't come out of a bag. Oh, absolutely. Like, we'd go out to my uncle's place yeah. and he'd kill a sheep. Yeah, yeah. And we take half that cheap home with us. Yeah, and yeah, that was it. Was really important to do that. And do you teach them? And did they? Did they eat healthily? Are you? Are you right on to them about that? Oh, one does, and one's just a nightmare. Right.
2: The younger one's a nightmare. Yeah. But that's. I think she's just. She's. She's starting to try new things, but it's been a, a battle, even for a chef.
1: Right. Do you keep yourself healthy?
2: Yeah, I do now, especially when I had Lily. Mm. I joined the gym, so that was, what, 10 years ago, Lily. Uh, I think it's good, and it's good just in our job as chef land. It's good for your mental health as well. Yeah. Like, I, I find if I go to the gym in the afternoon, I'm set for the rest of the day then. Like, it's sort of just sweet. Like, it's hard sometimes, obviously, because we're all tired and whatever. Mm. But I just, I try and make the effort.
1: Yeah, you got to keep your, your head right, don't you? Yeah. You know, it's so important. Um I, I find if I don't exercise, I struggle. Yeah. It's got, you've got those endorphins going, and you want to be the best you can be for your kids.
2: Yeah, I, and I, I think, yeah, you want to be live a long life and be healthy mm. and not be this old person in the corner who can't, you know, who didn't exercise and, and hasn't got muscles
1: worn away. Yeah. You yeah. know, I think you owe it to them that so they don't have to look after you. That's true. That's a good point. And – We've talked, we, we, well, we, one of the big themes on this podcast is mental health. Yep. Do you, you work in a stressful job, you know, it's, you're, you're chefing, you're working at mm. your, your place at, um, at Banksia, um, you've also got a, a, a very successful TV but job, but do, do you bring the stresses home with you, do you, how do you do that? Uh, how, how do you stay on top of that? Well, because my wife, Jane, used to run the front of house of mm. the restaurants and I'd
2: run the back, so the kitchen, so I was the living take at the back. But one rule was we always said we don't bring it home. Yeah. And I think that's sort of that's kept us going, that we did, didn't bring her home. And she sort of, she knows when I'm stressed or if there's, and she can sort of, like sort of bring you back down. And, and with TV land, the same. Like sometimes you can get, your ego can overtake, especially in the early days. Not now, mm-hmm. in the early days, and she just bring you back down to earth, which is good. And, and sort of I've stepped back from doing all the long hours in the kitchen or whatever. Like now you just have to use your brain more than your hands because I've, I've lost so many friends. ...due to um, suicide, and it's... Yeah, I know you have. Yeah. Um, a, one very close friend. Yeah, Jeremy. Yeah. Like, that that knocked me around for a year. Mm. Like, that was... That, that broke me for a long time.
1: Yeah, I'll bet. But that was huge. He's a, a married father of three. Yep. Um, very, very successful chef. And my
2: wife was his restaurant manager before she was my restaurant manager... So like we were all and we we'd hang we just all hung out together and then mm. one day just took his watch off went down to the train station and jumped in front of a train. Jesus! Like kids weren't even up for school yet, and that was you know where did we, where did you see that coming from? Mm. Did so, he,
1: did anyone? No. No?
2: No. Like he had he had he'd started the Are You Okay?
1: Did it dinners? Like he was all part of it. Mm. But you know to do that
2: it's it's, it's huge.
1: Yeah, because like, like I said, it, it's such a central theme of this podcast, our mental health as fathers. Yeah. And I mean, and that's what can happen, isn't it? Like, <laughs> that's, that's that's the worst example of, of not, you know, getting on top of it or, or, or letting it just take over.
2: Yeah, but what do you notice now is that when you get to the barbecues or whatever, the fat, like all of us would be chatting, and then the, it's good because then the men just start talking and we realise we're all in the same boat, the same problems. Yeah. We all, you know... Yeah. it's not just our wives who are nagging us, or our kids who are doing this. It's we're all
1: in the same boat. Yeah, and that's also what this podcast is about. You know, we're all talking. Yeah, as as dads, you know, we've all got stresses, yeah, worries, <laughs> lack of sleep, um, and tough times. Tough times yourself. Um, I'm 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 all right. You know what I mean. Yeah. I
2: like I very I'm i I think my, myself as a very positive person. I'm the glass half full. And I, I like I realize sometimes like if, you know, you're doing well. Like mm-hmm. your your career's you're doing well for the moment, uh Touchwood. Um but I can sort of talk myself out of a bad time. I'm 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 sorta of lucky like that. Whereas the Fastnage family, like as if you follow the, the lineage mm-hmm. where i have come from, yeah. they're pretty um addictive personalities. Right. Very addic- my dad's side, very addictive. And a little bit of suicide on that side as well. Gee. like the, anything that could go wrong, they've done it. The fasteners. <laughs> so I saw. So I, I sort of know where I'm coming
1: from. Right. So I've got to be careful. Yeah, because you know I, I, I like a drink too. Um, yeah, and, you know you got to be careful with that. I know I do. Yeah, i huge on, on on my dad's side.
2: Alcoholism, drug use, huge. Really? Yeah. Twelve kids, and
1: and I would say three quarters. Jeez. Oh, yeah. So that's your dad's family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, and how do you how do you keep yourself in a good space? Do you what exercise? I think the exercise is, is probably key. Yeah,
2: I, I play drums badly every now and then. Uh, that gets out a bit of frustration. Yeah, but it's just it's keeping your your head moving, mm. um, and just a lot of swimming and and stuff like that. Like the beach is good. Yeah, and a dog. Get a dog if you feel. Get a dog. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me and my dog are big D and M's every day.
1: Really yeah and I mean we did we did touch on your father and uh, yeah was he a good example to you yeah.
2: yeah like I mean I when I was filming in New Zealand it something brought I met this man who was like just sitting on the side of the street who was mm. like homeless and he's probably the same age as my old man and like I gave him twenty dollars $20 or something and that was something that was um, my dad would do mm. and we would see like he didn't make a big deal about it he's like mate, we're doing all right just you know help someone else out and the guy's like I've probably made his year you know what I mean and I was like $20 to me is not it's like it's $20 yeah but I'd probably spend it on on something stupid you know what I mean and you fed this guy and I think he sort of inbred that sort of on us right I like that if you can help someone do you know what I mean it's not going to be the end of your world today that $20 yeah
1: yeah I try to do the same like because I lost dad last year um, to brain cancer yeah um yeah, just what, what would he do? Yeah, a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah, and I guess we're lucky that we have fathers like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you hug your your daughters? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: My daughter, <laughs> the young one. I said, like, what's your problem today? She's like, you kept hugging me in the middle of the night because she was in our bed. Oh my, like, that's what dads do. Yeah, she's like, just give me some space. <laughs>
1: Really? Yeah. Yeah, because we've spoken to a, um, a professor, Dr. Bruce Robinson, wasn't it, Jake? Jake's our producer, just nodding over here. And um, he, uh, he said, yeah, hug your, hug your daughters as much as you can because it, it yeah. really helps later in life yeah. Um, with their relationships with men. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, it was really interesting to hear that. And I, and I think, yeah, hugging is so important. Yeah. You know. Hugging and kissing. Like, I kiss yeah. my kids at the school Yeah. Really? And I, I, they're not at the
2: step, Maybe the younger one looks around, but the older one's quite happy. She's not. And I, I like that, you know what I mean, that you're not afraid to kiss your parents. Yeah. Well, I had a chef work for me, a young guy, uh, Jack, great kid. So he's 20, 23 now or whatever. But his dad would come into the restaurant and have dinner, and he'd come down and he'd go and kiss his dad in the kitchen. And I was like, that's a wonderful thing to see. That's fantastic. Like, yeah, yeah. no, no fear of... Like for all the boys in the kitchen around it's like ten boys in the kitchen. Mm. But I'm like, you know, that's the way it should be. Totally. Do you hug your dad? Yeah, but it's 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 not like you hug your mum.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I always hug dad. Yeah, yeah, which was which was great. You know, yeah. he was a good hugger, dad. I was lucky in that yeah. respect. Um, but no, you've got to, and I've got to make the same. He still kisses his dad a lot. Yeah, it's just great.
2: Yeah, and I I think that's something special, you know that. Yeah. But like the, even the other day, my kids ran down from school on the main road, gave me a big hug and a kiss, and I'm like, well, you know, makes your day better.
1: Yeah. How would you describe yourself as a dad?
2: I would say um, I'm a good dad. I, I I do think I'm a good dad. Mm. Probably not the best husband, but a good dad. <laughs> 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 I'm not going to get medals for that. <laughs> um, sorry, Jane. I think. Um, <laughs> I try and see stuff from their point of view and my point of view and try and sort of steer away from any badness that I've had. Like, just educate them a bit. Mm-hmm. I, and I think I now um, listen to them as little people, which I, I never thought I would do. I thought I'd be more of a, you know, telling them what to do. Yeah. So I, I think I'm quite open as well, like if they ask me, which is it's it's taken a long time to get there. Yeah. Is that is that your advice to me as the father of two young girls? I think fun, like fun, for me is a big part of it. I want them. I was thinking, if, say if you drop dead tomorrow, what was your dad like? Oh, mm. he was he was always funny. He was having a laugh. He made he made us laugh. He made us smile. Mm. I think that's where I'm aiming for. Like, forget about what he provided or he was he was famous or mm. any that
1: crap. He made us laugh, or you know what I mean. Yeah. Or we were happy to see him. Yeah, you, you sound like a great dad. Um, This has been great. Thank you so much for doing this, mate. Thanks for having me. I suppose if there's one thing that seems to come up again and again in the chats I'm having with dads is the issue of mental health and how being dad isn't always a walk in the park. My mission on this podcast is to reassure myself that I am not alone in finding this parenting thing Pretty damn difficult. And by doing that, I hope you guys listening are getting the same kind of reassurance and help. We're in this together, fellas. So check out our recent episodes on postnatal depression and separation and divorce. There's a really, really strong message of hope in both of those episodes and some great resources and advice for those of you who find the situation you are in just really difficult to deal with, and that's totally understandable. And if you think you might be suffering from anxiety or depression, but you haven't been diagnosed, or you're just really not sure, check out the Depression Checklist. It's at beyondblue.org.au. It's just such a great resource, and it asks you sort of easy questions that will hopefully help you decide if you are indeed suffering. Depression or anxiety. There are many other resources here in Australia available to dads who are having difficulties in keeping perspective. So, in our show notes, you will find details to Lifeline, Beyond Blue, Black Dog, um, The Fathering Project, BetterDads.com, and uh, Parents Beyond Breakup, and so many other resources that we think will help dads get back some sort of control over their lives. I hope you enjoyed the chat with Colin. I know I did. And if you did, please subscribe to us on Acast or wherever you get your podcast from. And review us on iTunes. Pretty please. Five stars would be nice. And tell other dads about us, please. And also please like being dad on Facebook and get involved too. get involved in in the discussions around the topics we are talking about. And if there's anything you'd like us to raise, to discuss, please let us know. You can find me on Twitter at Alex T. Cullen. I am Alex Cullen. Thanks for listening to being dad. This was a seven West production. The producer is Jake Taylor and the executive producer is Nikki Hamilton.